It's time for our halftime report, brought to you by United Community Bank on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC Security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. And we're back here in Dahlonega at Trailville at the burial grounds here at Lumpkin County High School. Gary Glenn, along with Joe Gailey, back at our studios in Gainesville. Nathan Laddie producing game. Mike Marfitt with you here high atop the burial grounds here at the Cottrell Field. All Lumpkin County, 35 to nothing. Look at the offense is done. Get this first, no penalties also, Joe, in the first we half had, of play. We have one penalty on, on the run back. A long run back by Gordon Lee, but none on, on looking right. at all, correct? Right, and you look at 49-yard drive, 49-yard drive, 59-yard drive, 69-yard drive, and then impressive 95-yard scoring drive, and there are mm-hmm. five possessions in the first half. Yep, and you won't count that last one because there was under a minute left. I won't count it, but there's exactly. five of six in the stat book. It's five of five as far as going down and scoring for sure, and they, yep. they've looked really, really good so far on the ball like uh, Coach Webb. Talk to Gary right there. They threw in a little wrinkle in there. The defensive staff called the timeout, and I loved what he said. You might have heard me laughing in the background. Yep. He drew something up in the in, on the, in the dirt, in, in the dirt yes. over there, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. How'd yes. you do that? So they, uh, <laughs> they drew it up in the dirt and, and held them down there on four on uh, fourth down to get the turnover on downs and get it to five and go marching down the other direction. Uh, really good half. 
And and what one thing that I was going to mention during our play that Gary talked about, you know, the Luke Evans is the leading receiver for the Indians this year. Mm-hmm. Guess who's been catching most of them so far? It's been Nolan Matthews. Uh-huh. Uh, Nolan Matthews has been catching Walker Scott. So they went to a couple of different guys tonight. You know, and, and as you mentioned, you got four or five weapons. You know, it's not just Mason Sullins. A lot of folks might look at it and say, well, that's all they got. Well, guess what? Cal can sling it around pretty good. So uh, they've got some weapons out there. Um, for, uh, for the Indians, Now, the big sure. question, how long will these starters play in the second half? One well, series maybe? Yeah, if, if they go down and score. Now, they're up at 35 to nothing. So, uh, assuming they're up 30, it, it'll, it'll be a regular clock in the third quarter. Assuming they're still up 30 at the end of the third, then it would be a running clock in the fourth quarter. Uh, it has to be 40 at halftime for it to be a running clock. So uh, mandatory. The coach can say, "Hey, uh, let's go ahead and let run anyway." We've right, seen that happen. Right. Also. Yeah, coach can. Coach can. Right. We, well, I've seen that happen. You and I both have. Um, I heard a, a coach earlier this year that that after the four, first quarter, he said, "Let it run," uh-huh. and the, the referee said, "Do what?" He said, "Look, we're down thirty-five. Let it yep. run." Mm-hmm. So they did. Um, that was one of those Middle Georgia games, anyway. So it, you may, you may have that. You never know. It uh, it looks like right now as the as the opponent for. The Indians next week, not to jump too far ahead, will be Oconee County, as they saw last year, because they're up uh, in the first quarter or in the first half over their opponent tonight. I think it was 7 to nothing or 14 to nothing that I saw there a few minutes ago. I'll try to get a score from that later on, but uh, with that ball, give me a rematch of last year's first-round mm-hmm. matchup when Oconee County would just load it yeah, Oco- and just dominate the first quarter like the Indians did tonight. Yeah, they're up on Douglas at half to half, 14 to nothing. Um, Douglas of Atlanta, they're mm-hmm. playing at home tonight. Um, if you want to give other scores, Mike, sure, you've go got uh, Bremen over White County, 19 to 10 at the half. Wesleyan Wolves, 28 to 7 over Ringgold. Uh, Elbert County over Oglethorpe uh, County, 20 to 13 at the half. Buford, uh, 22 to nothing on Wheeler. And that's still in the second quarter. Okay. Buford's not out of points since it lost to Mill Creek. How about that? Defense must have decided, okay, we got to stop everybody. Uh, Habersham County is having a tough time at Douglas County. It's 35 to nothing in the second quarter, Douglas County. Um, Stevens County is up on Carver, Atlanta, 21 to nothing at the reservation. Um, North Forsyth is behind Langston Hughes in the second quarter, but only by 7, 14 to 7. Commerce, 38 to 7 uh, at, uh, in the second quarter over Jasper County. Cedar Grove and Heben Christian, 7 to 7. Uh, and my thing just up, David, so that messed me up. Thank you. Go back here. Uh, East Paulden, Lanier, 7-7. Y'all don't really worry about that one. Flyer Branch, Creekside. Yeah, 21-0 Creekside over Flyer Branch. Uh, that's showing still the first quarter. That's got to be deep in the second quarter by now, I would think. Raven County over Social Circle, 35-7. to And Dalton over GAC, 24-7. And I know Gainesville was winning. They are 20-14 to in the second quarter. Yeah, they got back in the lead over South Paulding after falling behind 14-13 there. And that's... Just about a half, not quite to halftime there. And they're about to get to halftime there at City Park as the number one ranked elephants looking for their first win of five to make it to the state championship. It's something. I know that we don't see them during the year. We talk about them some, but you got you got a heck of a first-round matchup between Hebron Christian and Perennial Power of Cedar Grove. Mm-hmm. And that, don't you know that's an old slobber knocker right there? It's seven to seven, and everybody's going to be pulling out the stops because Christian's really loaded this year, and Christian is a really good football team. Well, here's the thing about Hebrew Christian. They finished in a three-way tie for second place yep. in that region behind Stevens County to defeat the Indians last week. Yep. But due to the tiebreaker, Oconee County finished second. Hebron goes to number four. Mm-hmm. They dropped down, so they're having to play at 
Um, there at the big stadium in Atlanta there with Cedar Grove. That's where we were last year. Yeah, down southwest. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. So those are scores updates so far right now. Thanks to Ron for sending stuff over to me. I've been looking some up myself. But uh, we're at halftime, and, you know, if, if Faulkner and his uh, and the tribe uh, keep playing like they did uh, in the first half and the second half, now Gordon Lee will get the ball to start the second half and uh, see what that defense can do. If they do another three and a half, it might be really quick work. Tomorrow here on 97.5 Gloria. Then we kick things off at 9.05 with the Saturday Morning Sports Show. I'll talk about high school football, college football, NFL football. Join me tomorrow morning at 9.05 the Sports Center at 97.5 Gloria. FM. there's a full day of football starting at 1.30. As we'll bring you college football live in Atlanta. The last home game of the season for Georgia State as they take on Appalachian State from Center Park Stadium. The Panther pregame show begins at 1.30. Kickoff at 2 with Dave Gordon and Harper LaBelle. We'll have maybe 30 minutes of music in between games. But at 6.05, Joe, Gary, and I will be in Stockbridge in Henry County as it will be North Hall going up against Stockbridge tomorrow night at 6.05. The Longstreet Cafe pregame show. You'll hear from Coach Sean Penner during the pregame show. And at 6.30, kickoff of North Hall and Stockbridge in the Class Quad A State playoffs only here on 97.5. Glory FM. We're back with more of the United Community Bank Halftime Report in two minutes on 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841. We hear all the time when people come in to Autry's Ace for their regular hardware products. How surprised they are when they discover our amazing gift section. It's more like an official Christmas wonderland right now. Autry's gift section is overloaded with holiday decor, beautiful ornaments, Santas, reindeer, plus plenty of extra special gifts for all ages. Skip the lines and see our amazing Christmas section at Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ho, ho, ho! ho. The Gas Man at Mills Fuel Service is ready to take care of all of your propane gas needs. You can heat your water, dry your clothes, and cook your meals with clean, economical, dependable propane gas from Mills Fuel Service. Call 770-887-5235. 770-887-5235. And they have two great locations to serve you. They're in Cumming and in Dahlonega at Mills Fuel Service. Stringer Insurance congratulates the Lumpkin County football team for their historic season. Stringer Insurance offers a wide range of auto, personal, and business insurance services and plans. If you are unsure of your coverage needs, don't worry. They offer free consultation. They have two convenient locations to serve you in Dahlonega and Gainesville. Go to their website, stringerinsuranceagency.com. Providing dependable personal insurance now. since 1931, Stringer Insurance says go. Oh, Indians. Now, more of the United Community Bank Halftime Report on 97.5 Glory FM. It's been all Lumpkin County in the first half. Indians leading 35-0 over Gordon Lee. They'll be back here next Friday night for round number two of the Class AAA State Playoffs, making history again this evening as the first team ever to win a state playoff football game. Along with Joe Gailey and Gary Glenn, Mike Marfitt with you. We're going to have a special guest here 
from NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine. Dr. Primos is going to be joining me here in just a moment. He's trying to find us, and Joe's getting with him to have him join us here. We're outside the press box here to have a patio, and we talked with Steve Horton earlier. We're supposed to have Billy Kirk, the principal of Lumpkin County High, joining us here as we had on a usual basis talking with Mr. Kirk at halftime with the basketball games. I was hoping to have Billy to talk about what's going on here at Lumpkin County and talk about success. It has really spring, sprung up here at Lumpkin County with the girls' basketball team winning the 2022 championship, finishing number two in the state, number one public school in 23. Football team here making history each and every week. Basketball starts tomorrow as the teams will be in Franklin, North Carolina in the first game of the 2023-2024 basketball season. And Joe and I start our coverage of high school basketball on Tuesday, starting at 545. The pregame show tip off at 6. Dawson County will be at Flowery Branch. Tomorrow, Dawson County is having the big memorial event coming up tomorrow at the Ford Phillips Center there in Dawson County. It will be a a long, all-day event as they'll have that event taking place tomorrow. And, of course, we'll bring you all the details of high school sports right here on 97.5 Glory FM. Again, join us tomorrow night at 6.05. We'll bring you the game between North Hall and Stockbridge. And tomorrow, college football action with Georgia State and Appalachian State starting at 1.30 with the Panther pregame show. We'll get with Dr. Primos, who's joining us here. From NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, he's here at the game this evening. Representing the organization as Dr. Primos is joining us here. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. So tell me about your responsibilities, what you do here uh, covering these games. I'm the um, team physician on the sidelines for the games here at Lufkin County. And I'm just, I work with the athletic trainers here and see any injuries that need to be seen. How healthy has the team been this year? Very healthy. Not many, not many injuries when you're winning a lot. That's a good thing from that standpoint. <laughs> What are the most common injuries that you see the NGPG ends up treating? Probably the most common things we see are just like sprained ankles, sprained knees, um, injured hands and wrists and shoulders, elbows. Tell me about the, the treatment for these kind of injuries. Because you, you have people coming in from the Black and Blue Clinic on Mondays who say, I've done something over the weekend, that kind of thing. But how about when it comes to the athletes, what about the treatment that takes place to get these guys back up healthy well the first thing we do at during the games is we just um, assess the injury and try to determine whether or not they can go back into the game and or and then if they can't go back in the game then we also assess whether or not they need to go to to a hospital or to get an x-ray or they can wait till monday and you have so many different locations vngpg around it and anybody can go to any of those locations right We've got one here locally, I know, from that standpoint, too. So you've been with the team all year long? Yes, I have. Very good. So when it comes to uh, keeping these guys healthy, there's, a lot, I'm sure, a lot of preventive medicine going on with you, helping the team? You know, you're, you, I know you're treating things after the fact, but you, you're seeing then what they're doing to get themselves prepared to not get injured. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the, the, the preseason training. That's very important. And, it's, you know, it's very important to our athletic trainers that they, they – uh, handle the kids during the during the week. They're with them all week during the practices. And they call us if they need anything. So you see them on Friday night. So you're working with the trainers who work with them all throughout the week, and then you're here just to oversee what goes on, right? Right. 
So we're talking with Dr. Primos of NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, who is a team physician here with Lumpkin County's football team. You work with other sports here at Lumpkin County, huh, sir? Yes, we cover all the sports here. So, Howard, you, you will be busy, I know, getting ready for basketball, even starting this upcoming week, so you go from one sport to the next. Right. Basketball and wrestling getting ready to start. And we're st- we still have a lot more, a lot, lot busier with football than the other sports, though. So how about, the, the, uh, real quick, the difference in the injuries you might see for athletes in the, in the different sports? I know they've got to be different. Of course, you're going to see knees and ankles, but I'm sure there's other things you're going to see. Yeah, in football, we definitely see a lot more concussions than we would in the other sports. Um, but all the sports will have the, um, the knees, the ankles, the shoulders, elbows, wrists. Tell me from the standpoint of the people who are tuned into our broadcast uh, about where it comes down to, to the severity of concussions. Well, the, um, when we're assessing a concussion, first we look for any symptoms of a concussion, and then we look for any physical signs on exam. And all we, know, we, just, we, have to, we determine whether or not they can go back into the game. And if somebody has a concussion during a game, they are not allowed back in the game, no matter how mild it is. Is there now a protocol for the number of days they had to uh, stay out before they could come back and be part of the team? Basically, they have to they have to be completely recovered for. So, how about for the the average person who's out doing whatever kind of athletic a- activity during the weekends? How would you know if you've got a concussion? Well, if you if you've um, suffered trauma to your head or, a, or even a shaking injury to your head, and you are experiencing headaches, dizziness, nausea, visual disturbances, anything like that, you might have had a concussion. Should they go right to a medical? center when they think they have this kind of symptoms? So the main thing we worry about with concussion is allowing the individual who has a concussion to go back into contact again. If you have and don't aren't playing contact sports, there's really no, and it's just a mild concussion, there's no danger of not being diagnosed. So the main thing we do is determine what, when they can go back in and receive contact again because if a person with a concussion suffers a another head injury before the first concussion has completely recovered they're at risk of um, very severe um, problems aren't you successful susceptible to, to more concussions that you already get one yes you are and if you still have if you have if you have not completely recovered from a concussion yet that's the main thing we do not want you back um, receiving contact on your head or contact sports because you could have um, severe complications. Well, NGPG, one of our partners here on 97.5 Glory FM, will be talking with different doctors throughout the entire sports season. Hope we get a chance to see you again next Friday night here, Dr. Primos. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you for all your work you do with the team also. Right. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Dr. Primos, the head team physician here with the Lumpkin County football team, and we're back after this two-minute timeout with more of the United Community Bank Halftime Report. Oh, 97.5 Glory FM. Our United Community Bank customers have spoken, and we like what we hear. We're beyond grateful that United gave us the opportunity to build our new home. They're more than a bank. They're a trusted partner. United clearly listens and understands my goals. Doing the little things. That's how we've built award-winning customer service and trust, one customer at a time. United Community Bank, where the little things make a big difference. Visit UCBI.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 421841.
Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Opportunities are often found in the most unexpected places. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. After 48 years in business, we've seen a lot of opportunities along with some pretty big challenges. Sometimes they're one and the same. If you have an opportunity for a new business partner or a current challenge in your office, turn to us at Duplicating Products. We'll do everything possible to deliver the best solution and an honest partnership. Call us at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. Now, more of the United Community Time Report on 97.5 Glory FM. We get ready for the second half play here. Gordon Lee will get the football to start the second half. And, and Joe, you even talked to Dr. Primo, so you see, I think, even off the field, how successful this football team is with just no injuries right now. Well, and you keep everybody knock on the wood up here for sure. You know, they, they've, they've had a good season. You want to keep everybody healthy, and a lot of that has to go into the, the pregame stretching and, and getting your mind right and knowing what's doing on and uh, and having just a good team, a good team of blockers and, and knowing where to hit the holes. Little things like that, a lot of people, a lot of people may just kind of discount that, but it's kind of like we, Gary was talking about it about earlier that uh, Mason was putting his hand on his offensive lineman's back, but he's trying to pick that hole and not run right in the middle yep. of a gom and get tripped up and get hurt. So he's smart about it, which is good. And um, condition is, is a big key of it. These guys start last spring, uh, depending on how many sports they play, and then they start back in July conditioning for football. And so they'll be in football shape. And then they start early August with their scrimmage games and games and, you know, and now you're out of the heat part of the season. Now it's kind of great because you're playing in football weather, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You and I have talked so many times about a culture. And here at Lunkin County, Dr. Brown is retiring this year, and Dr. Head's going to take over for him. Uh, Sharon Head's been with the program, and I get information from her when it comes to uh, anytime school is out because of uh, weather, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Dr. Brown, what a great job he has done as superintendent of the school system here at Lumpkin County. And then look what Billy Kirk has done as principal here. Steve Horton is athletic director. And then they made a great hire with uh, Heath Webb here after he left Gainesville after the end of the 21 season coming here. And Heath Webb did not know anything about this school. Basically, he came on campus and immediately fell in love. It was one of those love at first sight type things. And he has been so successful here. Last year, lost to you know, a member of the Dawson County, which knocked them out of uh, reached a championship. They ended up losing that game to Oconee County, and we could see another Oconee County matchup. And the thing about it is right now, how far can this team go? Yeah, they, uh, they've they got a good draw. Uh, be, of course, being number one season, usually you're going to be. 
But, uh, you know, they, it looks like Oconee's still up 14 nothing for the last score we had, so it looks like they'll host them again next week. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll make a deep run. And, you know, they just every week that they do well, they just keep making history, and that's a fantastic thing for not just this football team and these kids, Mike, but it's a great team for this community. Absolutely here. You see a lot of you now, you coming here, you saw the, the purple and gold ribbons coming into the stadium, that kind of thing. One score for you also at halftime, Gainesville's back on top of South, spawning by a score of 19-14, the score there at City Park. Now let's see what the Elephants can do in the second half. And, of course, after the game, you'll hear, GNN's Georgia's Friday Night Lights for the final time this season. Chester Proctor will be there to bring it to play uh, all the plays and scores. They'll have the brackets, uh, everything you need about the first round of the state playoffs until midnight this evening as we get ready for the second half of action. Kicking in will be Olympia County bringing the play-by-play again. Here's Joe Gailey. Thank you, Mike. Nieto back to kick off again. The opening kickoff of the second half goes from left to right for the Indians. Gordon Lee will be catching it, and you'll have Gross and McAllister back there. High pop-up kick going to come down. Fair catch call for by number six, Garrett Rose, at the 30-yard line. So that's where they'll have it just across the 30, almost the 31. They'll have it there first and 10 to start the second-half possessions. Again, the Trojans had the ball for five times, Joe, in the first half. Uh, the only time they didn't have a three and out, so went downfield and almost scored, ended on a fourth down play on the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. Got, got, got within about a half a yard of getting the first down when it could have been first and goal down there, and then they, they missed that all night. So come out the second half, you got Day as your quarterback. One guy in a slot, he moves over to the other side. They're going to hand off to Gross. Gross is going to get about 10 quick ones across the 40. Down to about the 44, 45-yard line. 15, 14, 15 yards right off the boot there to start this second half. And I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments, Gary, this team made at halftime. Well, you know, you you have to sell it out. You have to find something that works because nothing much has been working so far except for the one sequence where they had those tricky plays. And then you heard what Coach Heath Webb said at halftime. They went over and drew up a defense in the dirt to stymie that. They got the snap handed off to Gross. Walker made the stop. Gross gets about two two yards across the 45 to the 46. Second down, eight yards to go now. Just underway here in the second half. The Indians lead it by a bunch. Snap in the shotgun position is Day. Day gets it, hands off to a new running back in there. That's number eight, Briar, no, the, first, the starting quarterback uh, running back, Dr. Bryson Oliver. He carried it and got about a yard. Third down he now in seven. Connor Bagley, for the Connor Bagley with the stop. That was kind of funny. Yeah, Bagley grabbed him and then turned him loose and let the rest of his teammates finish him off. <laughs> he just slowed him down, Connor did. So <laughs> catch and release. Catch and release. He was ready for trout season. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Third down, now seven yards to go. Ball's on the 46-yard line of Gordon Lee. Four wideouts this time. Three on the far side. Going to pass it out. Incomplete. Busted up right there. Number 10. Got over there, Andrew Ross, I believe it was, Gary. Yeah, number 10, Ross. You know what? Joe, if he'd have had about another half step, that might have been a pick six. Yeah, he was right on him there, and he got his arm just up at the right time to avoid contact. It's fourth and about seven. They'll have to kick again. Bryson Johnson will stand in there. You really, you know, you're one of these situations between the devil and deep blue sea here. I think you got a punt, but it's not really going to do you much good. Yep. Another high kick short 
Harper will take it. The fair catch takes it at about the 27-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for the Indians on their first possession of the second half, 10-26. So Gordon Lee had it for a minute and 34 seconds here in the third quarter, and now Lumpkin will start their first possession here of the second. This will be their technically their seventh possession. I'm going to call it six. They've scored on the first five. That's a 26-yard punt and no return. He's got really good height on it. He just got to work on getting some deep some balls, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. First down at the 27 now. Ball is on the far hash mark. Cal Faulkner with Sullins gives it off to Sullins. Sullins kind of dipsy doodles and comes over to this side. Went, started towards us and then stuck his foot in the ground, went back to the other side right up the hash mark and gets about six yards, almost seven. Be second down in short four. Well, we hear also so many times, Joe, about how successful you are on first down. Will just change the entire drive. You will be able to get at least five plus yards on the first down play. Well, right now they're just running through their playbook offense, on the pass, on the run. They're working on things now. Mixing it up very well. Second and four. Throw out to the far side. Little screen. Going to be to Harper. Harper gets the first down to about the 39-yard line. First down for the Indians. Yeah, you run Sullins and then you throw the ball. They've run mixed Sullins it up. and you throw the ball. Yep, they've mixed it up. And you talked about that in the first half, Gary. They've yeah. mixed the play calls up extremely well. And, Mike, you mentioned Heath Webb is the offensive coordinator, not just the head coach. Well, he, he calls, he calls the, plays. the plays. Calls yep. the plays. Very well balanced. First and 10 at the 39. Kyle's going to keep it across the 45, the 40, the 35. Look at that speed. He goes down to the 36 before being brought down. Yeah, number one was dragged down by number one, Landon Norton. That was a great fake to Sullins that time, and then Faulkner just tucked it and ran. I think that's some basketball fakeness right there because he's giving that head and shoulders fake and dipsy doodling going into the other side there. He's really doing some good footwork there. Well, I made this I made this comment in the first half, and I'll make it again. This is a quarterback who's not looking to run into a hook slide. Nope. This is a quarterback that's looking to score. First and 10 on the opposing, 37. Pass out here on the near side at the call at the 37 down inside the 30 to the 30, or he's on the 37, and he gets down to the 29. And that was number seven, Colton Lee. That made that. Walker. They list, they list Colton Lee at 5'10". That's, that's pretty generous, I think. Maybe they measured him with his cleats on. <laughs> he's a sophomore, so he's got some growing to do. Yeah, we have a flag on the play, I believe we did. Yeah, the umpire... No, they're going to wave the flag and off. How about that? Well, this has been a really clean game, hasn't it, gentlemen? Yeah, we've only had one. It went against Gordon Lee on the block in the back on the kickoff return there in the first half. That's been about it. That is it, yeah. Second down, it'll be about uh, three yards to go. Ball will be at the 30. Lumpkin looks at it, 9.07 here in the third quarter. They could take a six-touchdown lead with a score here. <clears throat> You've got number 44 in the game for the Indians, Matthew Mitchell. Junior defensive or tight end, excuse me. He's over as a blocker on the far side. Actually split out as a receiver now. Cal back to throw. He's throwing it deep. Far side, Nolan. Oh, over his head. Luke Got Evans going for the home run and just Evans over his hit his fingertips as he was diving for it out of bounds. It's yeah, incomplete. I think even if he comes down with that ball, it's out of bounds. Yeah. Hit the hit he dove out there and hit off his fingertips. If he'd have brought that in, that'd have been one of those NFL circus catches. Well, that was he ran the flag and he might have should have run the post that time because he had his man beat. Here you got to score for you right quick. Jefferson now on top 
of their opponent, 21 to 14. Maynard Jackson. Yeah, they uh, they scored at the very end of the half with about 11 seconds left. Third and three gave to Sullins across the 25 down to about the 23 for the first down. They just pounded it down. Well, again, look at the line of scrimmage. What they do that entire front line of Lumpkin County mm-hmm. just opening up holes. Well, they've got a lot of 200-pounders working that line, too, guys. Well, they're, they're very well, you know, they're big number 50, who's a, a, a Brookshire, who offensive line, he's a senior, and you got other seniors. They have, this time they go to the far side, only going to get about two yards out of that one. Colton Lee gets the reception. He's only going to get about two yards. Good tackle about there. Good Converged on it very well on the far side, did Gordon Lee. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball inside the 25 at the 21. Second and eight for Lumpkin County. Cal Faulkner looks over, gets his play. Four wideouts, three on the near side. And uh, no, Cal's coming this way. Throws it short over here, complete over here and down to the 20 or 19 yard line. That was number seven, Nolan, or excuse me, Colton Lee again. So, near receiver, Colton Lee's in the game. And there's a couple passes in a row, and Colton got about six on that one. It's third and one. Easton Yates wrestled him down, shy of the first down, then gave him a pat on the shoulder pads as he helped him up. Okay. So that was a good catch, Gad. I just brought you up a little. Well, no, now they're going to give it to him, guys. Yeah, well, I thought from where, from where the possession of the ball was, I'm like, that's pretty close. So, yeah, first down at the 13. Yeah, they suddenly just put it down and then moved the chains. Yeah. I was looking, I was like, that looks like a first down from the where, is, where the ball is. First down to 13. Offense looks over to the sideline, getting their play. Four down linemen, a four, what amounts to a 4-2, four, 4-3 four, for Gordon Lee. Having to cover everybody that's not a lineman right here. Almost a 4-5. Yep. And now we're going to have to delay a game. Yeah, I thought they were taking a little long so there for everything. I don't see play clocks on this field, so. That's a good question. They don't though. have a clock in the end zone. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see one earlier. I well, thought it was mandatory. That, well, down on the end, they've got they've got them on both ends, but they're off, Gary. If you look on the far end, they're just to the right of the the, the uh, goalpost, and on this side, just to the right of the goalpost. It's just not working right now. How about okay. That? I, yeah, I, I don't see anything on. Yeah, right there's now. nothing on. Yeah, okay. I thought I saw them earlier, but they're not on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. My question is: the GHS are bringing the official to do that? Well, they may they may have somebody doing that now. That I, keeps I'm up sure with. they have somebody on the field, but that that yeah, I, it, it's you just blank screen now. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I see them both now. Six fifty and running. Kind First of hard down. to see in the dark though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> black screens. First and fifteen for the Indians. And off to no, going to pass it right over the top, incomplete. Oh. And I think he's trying reaching oh, for the flag. Yeah. And he got three coming. Yeah, the guy, right, the bank judge right there, was looking down, trying to find his flag, and he finally found it. So you got three as a <laughs> interference there on Nolan Matthews. I was about to say, Hurley McAllister looked like he was crawling up his back. And everybody found their flag at the same time. Yep. And simultaneously, three yellow flags hit the field. And that's half the distance. Now, Luke Evans, the intended receiver. Right there, and would have caught it, I believe, had he not got. That was a pretty easy call. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spot it at the nine. It's going to be a 73-yard scoring drive if they score here. First down, and it's at the nine, so it's uh, first and goal in the nine. They haven't moved the change, but you don't have to move the change. He's got the I, I don't, down I, box. I think that was a first down play. Maybe they don't have to move the change. Mm-hmm. First, first and six about for the Indians. six yeah. and a half for the first down. 
was on back for a second. Mr. Sullins, Sullins across the 5-4-3. Touchdown, Indians. Well, whatever. It becomes a moot point now, doesn't it? Mason stuck his boot in the ground, if you will, right there around the five and came back to the right and got the touchdown. 41 to nothing, 6.34 in the quarter. Again, look ahead of the running clock in the fourth quarter, and this could be the only drive for these senior, these the starters, I should say, here yep. in the second half. Yep. And that's that probably is what Sullen's uh, second we'll touchdown of the night. He had a 15-yard run, and now he's got an 11-yard run. The snap by Scott, the hole by Davenport, the kick by Staples up, and it is good. 42 to nothing with 6.34 remaining in the third. And we're back in one minute live in Lonnie. You're tuned to Lumpkin County Playoff Football on 97.5 Glory FM. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships. And if you're not using EMC Security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. Nieto with the kick. I know it's a short pop-up. Again, going to come down. Fair catch call for at the 28-yard line. Number six, Garrett Rose caught that one again with the upbacks. And I guess he's working on the pop-up play now so they can get the clock running and keep it out in the field and not have so far back or maybe – to keep from the long run back like they had there in the first half that got negated by the penalty. Right. Well, Ross was probably pretty wise and calling for the fair catch on that one. He was getting converged on pretty fast. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. First coach I ever saw do it was Bruce Miller. When he was at North Forsyth, then mm-hmm. came to Gainesville and did the same thing. So, day back in at quarterback. He's going to hand off to Gross. Gross going to go across the far side. Gets across the 30 out to about the 33, maybe 34. So about seven yards on the pickup. How about that? He's going to have first and about one, two, three, four. So got six yards on the carry. Second down and four. You know, let's go back to the play before the touchdown play. That's one of those kind of plays, guys, when you're going to commit the, the pass interference knowing you're probably going to get caught. Mm-hmm. But it's also, if I don't commit the pass interference, it's a touchdown. It's going to be a touchdown. That's right. Second and four now. Day comes up. Nobody split out wide. Going to hand off to Gross again. Gross is not going to get anything, maybe a yard on that one, up to the 35. And that big line, defensive line for the Indians of Greelick, Cochran, and Bennett came in there and shut the door. And once again, Bob. Number 28, Andy Gerald Yard Walker, the, the leading tackler on the team. And he's not the only one that hits him. Yep. You know, look, look how it's Walker is, is built, guys. He's got those long, he's tall, he's got long arms and long legs. That's what you want in the defensive end right there. Mm-hmm. Jackson Bales got to tackle on the last one. Third down, three yards to go now for the Trojans. Back to pass. Throws it long, and 
it out of the hands, almost intercepted. Took his eyes off of it. <laughs> he thought he heard footsteps. I agree. Stoker took his hands or eyes off of it just a moment there. And number seven came up from behind Colton Lee and almost had a pick right there. Me fourth down, then I have to kick it again. So that's seven possessions for the Trojans, six three and outs. I think his longest punt of the night has been, what, 38 yards, 36, mm-hmm. 38 I yards? I think in the first half, I think you're right, Gary. Check Rice, back at five three and outs, I should say. Bryson Johnson, Harper Davenport runs two, on late. And number six, Nolan Matthews. Matthews. High pop up. That won't get very far at all. Get away from it, fellas. Don't let it hit you. It takes a good Lumpkin bounce and backs back from the 45 to about the 48-yard line with no return. Uh, now let's see who comes out. He kicks it up above the lights. Five minutes exactly here in the third quarter. Coach Webb meets with his offense down there. Davenport comes off. Matthews comes off. Looks like Sullins is staying out there. He's in the huddle anyway with his offensive coaches. The guy that uh, prevented it from bouncing but further back against Gordon Lee was Cole Derryberry. There Derryberry. we go. That's another one for the all-name team, guys. All-name team, Derryberry. All right. That's so about a 23-yarder right there. Mason Hester's your new quarterback. Mason Sullins is still in the game. A couple of new wideouts, and I know that Matthews came out. Snap, giving off to Sullen. Sullen ditches a man right there at the 47 across the 50 to the opposite side and on the 46-yard line, and it'll be second down in about three. That was Derryberry slowing him down, and somebody else finished him off. I think maybe a couple of guys that time for the Trojans. Sorry about that, Gary. Aiden Flanagan in the game now is a wide receiver. Now Sullins comes out. They've got a new man in the game. Gilliam and maybe Gentry in on that one. Not be Brooks out there, or Gerald Walker. Yeah, Gerald Walker's in it running back now besides Hester. How about that? Four wideouts, three on the far side. Walker to throw, excuse me, Hester to throw. Complete down there to number nine. How about that? Aiden Flanagan comes in all the way down to the 20-yard line. He got away from the guy now. Flag late. Wow. Flanagan caught that one around, what, the 35. Got by a tackle around the 30 and all the way down. To the 17, and a flag comes out after the play. Well, Joe, also think. the JV team, excuse me, Gary, the JV team was very successful, losing just one game this year. Mm-hmm. I think there was Darity that had him locked up, and then maybe it was Branham that came over. He was already falling out of bounds. You just can't hit him when that's happening. Yep. I mean, they're going to call that every time, and you had two officials staring right at it. Found their flags a little bit quicker that time. It'll be half the distance. Mark it down to the 10-yard line. It'll be first. And goal basically is right just the nose of the football at the 10, so I think that's first and goal. That's what I'm calling it anyway. I think you're close enough to that. You know, but sometimes you can't fault the defensive kid because he's looking at it, well, if I don't hit him, maybe he's going to get back and get another five yards. Hester with Walker gives off to Walker. Walker trying to find a hole. Slips around the guy about one yard, maybe a yard and a half down to the eight. Walker kind of dancing through there, trying to use some blockers there. We got around a couple of them. Matthew well, Reese, the center. Be a quick fourth quarter, regardless of what happens on this drive. Exactly right. Second down and goal. Ball is at the eight yard line. Second and goal for the Indians. Law, look over here, getting the play from the coach. Back in the lineup. Ball's right in the middle of the field for three wide outs and a guy at a slot. And off to Walker again, trying to get out around the far side. Oh, nice tackle on the corner there 
That time was that Stoker? No, that was number nine for them, Peyton Gross. Nice job by Gross, their leading tackler, to come in and get him for a yard, two loss. Gross actually grabbed him and slung him to the turf. Third down and goal at the 10 now for Lumpkin County. Looking over, getting their plays. You've got well, uh, Colton Lee's in the game as a receiver now. You're in four-down territory, so you got two plays to get 10 yards. Snap back to Hester. He rolls out to this side, looks, 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 still throwing, and throws it late. Wide open for the touchdown. Colton Lee stuck in behind. The pressure came, and Colton was wide open at the two. Caught it with his back to the end zone uh, and touched on. Flag. Got a flag, flag at the 17. Flag. Wow. But he was all alone. What they did is they double covered the man that was that was running the post, and they left him all alone on the flag pattern over there, and he was just by himself. It was an easy touchdown pass, but somebody did something, so this one's coming back. Yes, and it's going to be a holding, I'm sure. He's telling the coach, yeah, it's going to be holding on the offense. It'll come back. One of the offensive coaches is like, why are we doing that? Those downfields, you know, the yep. 10 yards will put back the 20. So Hester to leave for 10 is no good. Yep. Hester will take it. Claps. Looks over to the sideline. Looks back to the side. Now they're ready. Four wideouts. Balls on the near hash mark. Got the snap. Hester looking. Got protection. Throws it up on top. And a bunch of people incomplete. Had two receivers down there pretty well covered. You had two guys down there. You had Aiden Flanagan and Matthew Mitchell down there, but they had three white jerseys around them. Matthew Mitchell, Joe, actually went up in the air and got one hand on it. If he had been able to snatch it down to his chest, maybe he hangs on to it. But he wasn't quite able to do that, so you're not – you got fourth and goal from 20. They're actually going to try a field goal. That's what I thought. And and this this is what you do. Now, this one doesn't matter in this game, but this is a game situation that you work on. It'll be a 37-yarder. Well, Ty, his long, career long at 37, if he hits it, the kick is up. It's long enough. It's going to be good. And the kick is good. Will Staples, three out of four with two long ones of 37 yards each to give him a 45 nothing lead. And we're back in one minute live from Dahlonega on 97.5 Glory FM. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. Christmas truly is the most wonderful time of the year at Autry's Ace. Oh, I agree. It's so fun to see faces light up when they see our brand new holiday decor and the look of relief when they find the perfect gift. Holidays are just easier and more fun at Autry's Ace with more decor and gifts than ever before. Plus, we do custom corporate gifts filled with the things they truly want. We have our classic favorite, tea towels, fair chauffeur, Tyler candles, along with plenty of new gifts. Stop by for some Christmas cheer. Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Nieto back to kick yet again, 45 to nothing for the Indians here in the third quarter with 2.13 remaining. McAllister back deep. Low line drive, hits the ground, comes back to the up back at the 14, 15-yard line. Tries to weave through, gets out to the 19. He's stacked up by several 
Dark jerseys at the 30-yard line. That was Walker from behind. In case you're keeping track, guys, that's nine points for Staples tonight. Mm -hmm. Perfect on his PATs, and then I had a 37-yard field goal to that. Yep, that was Bryson Oliver, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, his dad, Rob, and I are good friends, and if I'm not mistaken, he is at, uh, in the top ten in scoring in AAA, which is pretty cool for a kicker. I think, anyway. Absolutely. Yep. You think about the number of opportunities he has, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you got a high-powered offense. And give it a day. He said he throws on the far side. Up too high. And was it complete? Yeah, the other guy behind him caught it, I believe. Oh, the tip. The tip. And number six, I believe, caught it. Well, the first one that went up nope. for it. They're bringing it back. Yeah, they said incomplete. Just bringing it back. Boy, that other guy gave it a go, though, didn't he? Yeah, Braden Stoker went right through his hands. I thought Ross caught it on the far side, but it must have hit the ground as he was falling down there. All right, trapped it. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball's yep. right on the 30-yard line. Wrong right. sport to field it on a short hop. Exactly. Get your second baseman out. Landon Kemp hands off to number eight this time. Gross, oh, that's not gross. He gets out quick hit for about five yards, and he stopped at the 38-yard line. That was number Bryson eight, Bryson Oliver, the starting running back. They Connor, changed him around so much, I'm having a hard time keeping up with him tonight. Connor Bagley and Preston Cox. Cox is 6'4". Mm. Yeah, Cox is a big boy. He's, I remember seeing him play basketball a couple of years ago. And he was big then. Of course, everybody's big to you and me, right, Gary? Well, you know, <laughs> we're just height challenged. We're, height right. we're challenged. not short. We're that's just right. height Vertically challenged. Vertically challenged, that's right. Third down, short by two yards to go. Ball's on the 38. They look across. Gordon Lee does to their coach to get the play. They're in an I formation with three guys stacked up there behind the block. Going to give off to Stoker. Stoker's not going to get anything as he's driven back. He lost about three. They're only going to credit for losing one, but he lost about three by the time they pushed him back. I'm going to tell you, their third down defense tonight has been ferocious. Yep. By the way, while I'm still thinking about it, happy Veterans Day tomorrow to all the veterans yes, sir. that are listening to us. I, I had three in my family. My daddy and one of my brothers were Marines, and the other one was Army. Well, and, and you know what today is? It's the, it's the birthday, 200 and something of the Marines. One of my good friends, Jared Hightower, is a, is a Marine. I can't call him retired because you're never retired, but he's well, a former Marine. No such thing as an ex-Marine. That's right. Now, the kick by Johnson is high again, but Ooh, short, a, a little one. bit longer. Come down. Harper's going to call. Fire catch at the 31. Take it there. It'll be the 32, and that's where they'll have it with 32 seconds remaining. And the running clock will proceed in about a minute and 32 seconds, guys. It's about a 31-yarder right there, guys. Second longest of the night, I think, somewhere around there. First and ten for the good guys, the Indians with the lead. You have a uh, – Ron has just sent me a score. You have Buford over Wheeler, a huge score, 50 to nothing in the third, so they have a running clock. He's topping as we speak well, here. They're, they're mad about finishing second in that region. They are, they? exactly. It's like defense is really mad because they got scored on, I guess. First down now. Four wide outs, two on either side. There's a snap. Came back to this side, went down to the 30, and it's going to be down to about the 33. Hester to number 80. Is that right? Yeah, Michael Nichols called it tight end, but he was out as a wide receiver that time, and he got about a yard, so it'll be second and nine. Bremen 25, White County 10 in the third quarter. Second down, nine yards to go. Split out to the far side. You got Aiden Flanagan 
And now at the end of the third quarter, it's all Indians, 45 to nothing. And we're back with the fourth and final quarter in one minute live for Delonica on 97.5 Glory FM. The gas man at Mills Fuel Service is ready to take care of all of your propane gas needs. You can heat your water, dry your clothes, and cook your meals with clean, economical, dependable propane gas from Mills Fuel Service. Call 770-887-5235. 770-887-5235. And they have two great locations to serve you. They're in Cumming and in Dahlonega at Mills Fuel Service. Stringer Insurance congratulates the Lumpkin County football team for their historic season. Stringer Insurance offers a wide range of auto, personal, and business insurance services and plans. If you are unsure of your coverage needs, don't worry. They offer free consultation. They have two convenient locations to serve you in Dahlonega and Gainesville. Go to their website, stringerinsuranceagency.com. Providing dependable personal insurance since 1931, Stringer Insurance says... Oh, Indians. 12 minutes of history here in Dahlonega as the Indians look to win their first ever state playoff game as we start the fourth quarter leading 45-0. Hester hands off to Walker for a short gain. He got across the 35 to the 36, third down in about five, maybe six now. A long five, short six, whichever way you want to look at it. Well, now you're going to see some. Young guys the in the game. People for sure. in there because you dig, I'm sure, don't want to in the second round of playoffs getting some of your key dogs hurt. Ball on the far hash mark. Hester rolls out to this side, throws a BB right in the middle of the 40, got a first down into the 37. Wow. That Nichols caught that point. one with a guy on him, Gary, and got the first down. I think that was Terry Berry on him again, but I'll tell you what, he broke open and he laid it right in there on the money. Beautiful pass by Hester. That's, that's got to make Coach uh, Webb over there smile on the sideline, fellas. See, see his backup quarterback coming in, and Hester is a sophomore. Of course, Cal's coming back next year. He's a junior. Hester takes it. Fake handoff, rolls to the far side. Throws complete right there to Nichols. Oh, and oh, Nichols dropped it. Dropped it that time, but it was on the money again. Backup quarterback looking pretty good here. Yeah. Hey, what did, what did Nichols uh, do right there that's the Cardinal sin? He was wanting to run with it before he caught before it. Before he caught it. Yep. yep. Took his eyes off of it for just a split second. But when the ball's coming that hard mm-hmm. and that fast. A BB. You just uh, can't take your eyes off of it. Second look. down. I remember saying, I never I never played any wide receiver, but I remember listening to the receivers coach where he said, you look it all the way in. That's right. Look it all the way in until you cradle that ball against your chest. Four wide outs, ball in the near hash mark. Second and ten. Hester slaps the hands, fakes. Goes the far side, throws it complete. Oh, got hit as he could. Oh, intercepted Bounce on the far out. side. Bounced away. Their guy got it at the 20. They're going to score, it looks like. Yeah, he falls in the end zone. Pick six. <laughs> 26, uh, Easton Yates. Yeah, Yates caught that one. Bounced off the intended receiver, which I think was Nichols again, right around the 50-yard line, and he just went down and scored, making it 45-6. to six. I think he probably got it probably on the on the 45, about the mm-hmm. 45 on the, the Lumpkin side of things. Yep. Now the worst thing, it just eliminates the shutout. Yep. So they, uh, credit Easton Yates, 26, with the pick six. Uh, Bryson Johnson, I think, is the kicker for him. Although 10 extra point. Bryson Johnson. Yep. Johnson, his kick is up, and it is Blocked. No good. Forty-five to six. We'll remain your score with ten oh four in the quarter. And we're back in one minute live at Delonica on ninety-seven five Glory FM. 
Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at ConditionedEarSystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Bushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org. Org slash black and blue. Isn't it funny how Drew always blames them? Do what? Isn't it funny how Drew always blames them oh, yeah. when that happened? Always. Here we go. And we're back here from Dahlonega. And now it is Gordon Lee with their first score of the ball game. Johnson hits it long and deep over everybody's head. And that one's going to go. Oh, it went out at the one. So it'll come out to the 35. Looked like it was nice and long. It hit, yeah. but it hit around the five. Yeah, and looked like it was out. going in the end zone, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure did. Sure did. But, you know, some days you just can't make a dollar. Yeah. Harper Harper was kind of tracking it down and was watching it. I think he thought it was going in the end zone, too. And then it took a – when it hit right there around the five, it skidded out at the one. And we'll come back as a – not a touchback, but a penalty to come back out to the 35-yard line, first and 10. Well, the clock didn't stop for the touchdown, but, you know, we've seen it run, and now it really should That's, be running It should now. be running right now. I don't know why it stopped. That's ridiculous. Uh, Jefferson up 28-14 over Jackson Line in the third. Took the Dragons a while. Now the clock's running. There you Took go. the Dragons a while to hit their stride, but they're pretty good this year. they got a decent team. Yes, They've they had problems with playoffs, though, haven't they, Gary? Well, yes, they have. First and 10 at the 35. Hester takes it, hands off to his running back. Running back trying to find a spot. Guy's going to drag him down from behind and sling him down. That Mason was Walker, and he got slung down there by number 52. Mason Doherty. Yep, a big linebacker. Doherty's been in on lots of tackles for the Trojans tonight. Got lots of Masons on the field tonight, don't yep, we? Yeah, they do. They got like five on the Lumpkin County team. <laughs> well, there's another one on the, on the Gordon Lee team right there. Everybody's drinking out of their jars, so they call him Mason, I reckon. Second well, down like my youngest son's Mason. Uh, that might have been an encroachment. Yeah, it was. Yep. Broke the oh. plane to the neutral zone. The Trying to get a little little early jump there. And they stopped the clock again. They shouldn't be doing that. They should just be going. Yeah, just let run, it roll. Except on injuries and scores. Boy, fourth quarter is over in Bremen. It's all Bremen right now, but two scores over White County. Second down is seven. Esther stops, looks over to this side. Gets his play. He's got four wideouts balls on the near hash mark. Walker to his right. Claps the hands, gets it. Quick panned out. Pitch over here to Lee. And Colton's going to get across to the 40. Colton has it to the, where are they going to give it at, to 50? No, he's saying at the 43. I saw that other referee standing there. He's at the 43-yard line. Be third down and short. Third and two now for the Indians. Number 17, Ryan Steele. Senior in the game as a receiver. Hand off to Walker. Walker trying to dance around. Got the first down across midfield down to the 50 for the first down. 
upset watch over in Adairsville. Gilmer 21, Adairsville 14 in the third. Wow. How about that one? How about that? Paul Standard at his best. He runs that old that box and whatever in the backfield. Doesn't he? He's not a, Just an old-fashioned uh, wishbone, I think. Wishbone? Yeah. Interesting. First down now. Ball's at the 48. 750 and running here in the fourth quarter. All Indians all night long tonight, other than the pick six. Four wideouts. Hester gets snap, looks, throws to the far side quickly. Complete. He tries to get by one guy and got around one guy down to the 50. Aiden Flanagan got the catch and got two yards out of it. In fact, Gilmer may be a weak T. One of the two. But I know Lumpkin County had their day with them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a tough, tough uh, offense to play defense against, you know. You're going to see it one time a year, too. <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> for teams that have to see it. Man comes away. Now they've got uh, a different quarterback comes in the game right there. That's number 15, Carson Horton. That's another sophomore quarterback now in the game, Carson Horton. Son of the athletic director. Oh, okay. Carson has it, throws a quick pass. Right on top of the ground, uh, they're going to say, yeah, they're going to say it's complete down there. The side judge trots up to the 44-yard line and says yeah. it's first down. He rolled over, but it, it never touched the ground. Yep. So give credit to the reception out there to Is that number nine. Number nine, Aiden uh, Flanagan. Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Third and two now. Ball on the Gordon Lee 44-yard line. Three wide outs, going to hand off to the running back. Oh, a big hole right there. That's number 33, Caleb Wendell. He's going all the way. Touchdown, Indians. Wow. Number 33, Caleb Wendell. A sophomore hit the hole in a hurry and just kept trucking. Huge, huge touchdown run for the Indians. 44 yards for Caleb Wendell. You know, they've scored short. They've scored long. They've scored just about on the field yeah they have and they've thrown they've done it throwing and running tonight they've showed everybody in 3a hey we can score from about everyone which is really cool for them anyway Will staples, on the the extra point. staples on the attempt the extra point the snap the hole the kick is up and it is perfect and the kick is 52 good. to good. 6 with 622 in the game again we're back in one minute live in the lot is your team to play off football on 97.5 glory fm Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. Time for another kickoff here for Lumpkin County. Nieto getting his uh, his leg will be sore tomorrow. This is like his eighth kick tonight. He'll uh, be kicking this one high and good and deep. Will come down, bounce it to five. McAllister will take it to two, out to the ten. 
waiting for blocking, not happening. All black shirts covered on him, knocks him down around the 19-yard line. So I think I heard the score right. Brevin just scored again. I think it's 33-10 over White County in the fourth quarter. Andrew Ross on the kick coverage team at the around the ankles of the returner. So well, we'll see some more football here tonight yep. on behalf of Gordon Lee on the offensive side of things. 550. And they will be, it looks like now, as of right now, in the fourth quarter, Oconee County leads Douglas 28-7. to So we'll get a rematch here at the burial grounds next week. There's the snap. Run over to the far side. Going to be tackled for a loss. Oh, oh, man. Luke, Luke Peters. Mitchell just blitzed in there and took him down. Luke Teters, T-E-E-T-E-R-S, is a freshman. And the running quarterback, and he lost two yards. Uh, Mitchell uh, is a junior, six-foot junior, and he was came and got him a TFL that time, guys. Two-yard loss. Two wide outs split on either side. Balls on the far hash mark with 5.06 in the quarter. Two running backs and a slot. Peter Teeters has it. No, and he hands off, and he gets tripped up in the backfield and then swarmed by several black jerseys for another four- or five-yard loss back to the 12-yard line, third down. Boy, you get these young kids in here that haven't played much. They're hungry, aren't they? Oh, they do. They won't play. They want to show them what they can do for sure. Dalton showing GAC from football tonight, 32 to 10 over down at GAC. Dalton's winning that one. Cedar Grove is now taking over after 7-7 started, 17 to 7 over Hebron. Christian rushing the passer, comes out there. Oh, he caught it right there, a jumping pass. Caught a reception at the 17-yard line, and several, several black jerseys knocked him out. Well short of the first down, but he threw a pop-up at number 24 right there. Brady Little was able to catch it. He's a freshman. Yeah, and he's listed at 5'7", 142. He went up on about three or four people and took it away from everybody. He's going to be a good rebounder for the basketball team, I guarantee He elevated. Yes, he did. It's another fourth down, though, and fourth and uh, fourth and about 11. Mm-hmm. Back to punt. Colton Lee. Colton Lee back to receive the punt this time, standing right at midfield at the 49. Oh, and the bad snap went over his head. He's in the end zone. Will he get it off? He's got a run. He kicks it late. He's going to go over towards the gut side where they mark it out. It looks like around the – wow. That ball is going to be at the 31-yard line is where they'll mark it. He got a 31-yard kick, but he probably should have been sacked in the end zone for a safety. Yep. He did a running rugby-style kick and was really lucky to get that one away. I heard the, the Lumpkin County coaching staff was yelling, don't go anywhere near the football, they were saying. <laughs> That's right. They were, don't they're, go ready, anywhere. they're ready for this one to go to the house. Yep. Three minutes, eight seconds in running here in the fourth quarter. They will win in advance. It'll be their first ever playoff win for the Indians. Huge accomplishments from this senior class, from the whole team for the Indians. Hester back in at the quarterback. He's going to take it and run across the 30, the 25. And he got to run into his own man, and then they tackle him right at the 20. So Hester kept it and got about 11 yards for the first down. And then Carson Horton, I think. Yeah, Horton will come in this time and run a play. So they're rotating their quarterbacks in and out. Three wideouts. Going to hurry. Horton's going to keep it this time. He runs to the 15. 10 brought down around the 10. Wow. Just running, they're finding the holes, and they're 
And now they're just coming back and forth. Horton's out and Hester's back in. You're thinking victory formation, but it's still too much time. Exactly. Hester's going to take it. Five. And brought down. They stand him up right at the four-yard line. And showing a little strength. There comes Horton back in the game. First down. Maybe you, yep. maybe you call off the dogs now. Four and a half, maybe, to first get the goal, touchdown. First and goal. Less than two minutes. Hester's going to take it and dive right there. And did he get stopped short? Way short. He got up to about the two, maybe. I think's where it's going to be. That was Cole Derryberry again, bringing him up short. <laughs> they moved it back a yard. Did they? To the three? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did, didn't they? How about that? Hester's still in the game. Take it himself. Tries to roll around. He got to the one, I think. I think his knee yep. is down. He's down right shy of the goal line, right inside the ones. He fell forward into the end zone, but his knee was down. We'll be now going all, all, of, all the North, North Georgia area scores, even if they're not right here next to us. Right in the middle, Hester's going to try and take it. He gets dropped for about a, well, right there at the goal line. He didn't get anything. He's going to be third. That was third down. It'll be fourth down now, and they lost about two on it, so it's fourth and goal to two. And and some piece of clothing just flew out of the pile. I'm not sure what that is. Hester comes back out for Horton. Hester out in the field, looking over. Somebody better turn around and get ready to snap the ball. (laughs) For real. There's a snap. Hester's got it rolling to the near side. Cuts inside. He's short. No, but he gets, they stopped him. They How stopped about him. that? He's going to be short, but, you know, good practice for these young guys right he there. That's fourth down and over on downs. Dowdy. Yep. Well, one of the main, uh, Mason Dowdy, one of the main ones that helped stop him. And look at the time, Gary. They ran uh, yeah, two I, minutes off the clock trying to do that. They so. did, and, and now they may just let this thing expire. I don't even think yeah, Gordon that, Lee is going to run another They're not play. even bringing this ball fence. It's 9, 8, 7, 6. Your final score in this one will be Lumpkin Townie 52. Gordon Lee 6 to advance on to play next Your week, their first score. ever win. And we'll go down to Gary so he can get a check with Coach Heath Webb. Yeah, and uh, they're going to meet in the middle of the field here. I'll walk out here and we'll you see the lights flickering lights, here. Yep, light show going on. At Cottrell Field, the burial grounds. And it was appropriately named tonight because they certainly buried the Trojans. Without a doubt. Did that for sure. And history made. 52-6. to six. Well, this is a history-making team. They've already made history. Yep. With an undefeated season of region championship. When the lights quit flickering, maybe I can find Coach Webb. <laughs> That's the thing. Good luck for that. I'll tell you what. He's coming over here now. Well, Coach, undefeated season. Region champions, now the first playoff win in school history. How's it feel? I'm so happy for these kids and happy for all those fans up there that uh, have been super supportive of us. Just happy for everybody. Complete game tonight. Yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, you know, it got, it got a little uh, got a little crazy there at the end with uh, you know with, with a bunch of subs in there and that sort of thing. But um, everybody played hard tonight, so it, it was a good night. Now, when I was over there helping you with that fundraiser back in the summertime, did you have any idea? I mean, when did you know this team was going to be pretty good? You know, I I, I I felt like we would be good back in January because they came back with a renewed sense of purpose. Just 
really um, competed hard in the weight room all winter long, had a really good spring, and just felt the momentum just gaining and gaining. Um, so, I, you know, I feel like I saw this coming from a long way out. I didn't know 11-0. I didn't know 11-0 would show up. But, uh, you know, it's, I'm proud of it no matter and you survive that, that shootout with White County, that four-overtime thing. That had to be a huge boost to the confidence of these kids. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just, just the fact that you win a game like that. You know, you you got to you got to go and compete and, and win a game like that. Uh, said a lot about the resiliency of these kids and uh, just really happy for them. Well, you, you get to say, I'm here. Boys, we got practice on Monday. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Nothing better than that. You're absolutely right. Win in advance. Yeah, yes, surviving in advance. County. And, uh, you know, we did a good job of that tonight. And uh, we'll enjoy this one tonight. And then we'll figure out tomorrow or, I guess, later on this evening who it's going to be. But we'll get back to that I, I think, Mike, did I hear you say Colquitt County? Oh, no. Oconee County. Oconee. Oconee County. It's going to yeah. be Oconee County again. Well, familiar foe, huh? Yeah, we've been there, you know. So uh, we know each other. Um, you know, obviously, we've got a different version this year. And, They've got a different version, but we know each other well. Good luck, Coach. Thank you, Heath. All right, there you go, Heath Webb, guys. All right, great job, Gary. we got much more for you as we celebrate a victory here in Dahlonega. From Cottrell Field, the burial grounds, final score, Lumpkin County 52, Gordon Lee 6. We're back in two on 97.5 Glory FM. Hey, it's Coach Mark Richt here. Everyone knows defense wins championships, and if you're not using EMC security to defend your home and family, you need to step up your game. They're who I use for home security and cameras, and you should too. I've scouted them all, and there's no better choice. With EMC Security's no contract and local service, they are a clear number one. So give them a call or visit them online at emcsecurity.com. That's emcsecurity.com. Siphon Logistics' commitment is to provide you, the customer, with on-time pickup and delivery every time. Members of the Siphon family have been in the transportation business since 1984. The Siphon Logistics transportation professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, providing maximum flexibility and options to produce the most successful shipping arrangements. Call Siphon Logistics at 770-287-8485 and take a look at their website at SiphonLogistics.com. We've seen many trends come and go over the years. The usually tried and true is the best. And that means steel from Autry's Ace this Christmas. Steel produces the number one selling chainsaw and a full line of outdoor power tools from blowers, trimmers, brush cutters, and construction tools. You can trust steel to get the job done. A steel chainsaw, trimmer, or blower is the perfect gift to give or to keep. Come by and see our full tried and true line of steel products today at Autry's Ace Hardware, Thompson Bridge Road in Gainesville. The gas man at Mills Fuel Service is ready to take care of all of your propane gas needs. You can heat your water, dry your clothes, and cook your meals with clean, economical, dependable propane gas from Mills Fuel Service. Call 770-887-5235. 770-887-5235. And they have two great locations to serve you. They're in Cumming and in Dahlonega at Mills Fuel Service. And we're back here at the Burrow Grounds one more time. Joe, Gary, Mike with you back in our studio producing the game as always. Nathan Laddie at the top of the hour. It'll be the final edition of GNN's Georgia's Friday Night Lights with Chester Proctor. He's with you until midnight this evening. He'll tell you about all the scores across the state of Georgia. He'll be with you until midnight, tell you about the different playoff scenarios and more. 
I'm back tomorrow morning at 9.05 with the Saturday Morning Sports Show. We'll talk high school football. Hope we get a chance to talk with Coach Josh Niblett of Gainesville. They'll advance on to the next round. We'll talk about college football. we got our game at 1.30 tomorrow with Georgia State playing Appalachian State. Kickoff will be at 2. The Panther pregame show begins at 1.30. Then we'll bring you high school football again tomorrow night. We're with you tomorrow night with North Hall. It will be down in Stockbridge in Henry County, south of Atlanta. And looking forward to seeing what kind of game could take place tomorrow night for the Trojans. Yeah, it, it, North Hall's going to have to hit on all cylinders tomorrow night, Mike, and play some heads-up defense. Uh, you know, the, the Stockbridge team has got a kid that's already committed to NC State, I understand. Yes. And the running back, and he's got, you know, I think over uh, uh, well over 1,500 yards rushing this year. Uh, the quarterback's really good, Tompkins. And so it's going to be going to be a tough night for the defense for the Trojans. So they're going to have to be very well awake and ready to play some football tomorrow night. It's going to be possible rainy and cooler. You, The three of us, well, at least two of us, will be inside, probably three if it's raining. If it's raining, he'll be inside yeah. with us, trust and, me. Uh, so it's, uh, it'll be a chore for the Trojans, but looking forward to going to Stockbridge and seeing how they do. And the big thing is we'll be there to bring you the play-by-play here on your home team for North Georgia Sports 97.5 Glory FM. We're probably going to be back here next Friday night and see what the Indians can do, Joe. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, they'll be playing a, a different uh, Oconee County team this year. Oconee County leading 28-7 to uh, over Douglas in the fourth quarter out of Atlanta. So we'll see how that in turn finds out. I'm sure Oconee County is going to hold on and win that. Uh, Bremen Bremen's going to win over White County. They're up 33-10 to in the fourth quarter. Cedar Grove 23-13 over Hebron Christian. Uh, Commerce with a huge win over Jasper County 58-19. to That one's late in the game. Uh, probably over by now. Uh, just updated. Thank you. Elbert County by seven over Oglethorpe County. <coughs> That's been a back-and-forth contest all night. Uh, Dalton over GAC. Um, North Forsyth only down by seven over to Langston Hughes uh, at Langston Hughes. Um, Habersham Central getting beat thoroughly, 56-7. to seven. Uh, Looks like Stevens County is going to advance. They're up 24-7 to seven over Carver. Jefferson's going to advance 41-14 to 14 over Maynard Jackson. Colquitt County over Parkview. Gainesville 37 to 21. That one's in the shows the third quarter, but I'm sure it's well into the fourth at this point. Um, and in Monroe area over Sandy Creek. West Forsyth losing to North Gwinnett. Raven County with a big win over Social Circle. They're up by 42 at this point. And uh, Creekside wins easily over Flowery Branch. And um, that's it from all the local stuff anyway. Yeah, we had a, a pro score with Lakeview Academy at Southland. Yeah, Lake, Lakeview was down 14-7 to to Southland Academy. Hope we'll get an update here in the next few minutes. But, uh, you know, Coach Lee Coleman's done a tremendous job down at Lakeview this year. His first year in there only started out with, what, 18, 19 players, lost his quarterback. Uh, so to get there into the playoffs his first season is pretty doggone good, I think. He still finished five and five during the regular yeah, exactly. season. Exactly. I think I think that's a compliment to Coach Coleman and his ability to coach. You know, to, to get the kids motivated, especially with with less than enough to scrimmage eleven v eleven uh, on, on uh, practice days and everything like that makes a lot of difference. What a weekend is here in Delonica. The men's and women's soccer teams from North Georgia. They're in the semifinals of the Peace Belt Conference Tournament Day. I'll tell you about that tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. The basketball team tipped off today. Buffy Burson's ladies who have two former Lady Indians starting for her now. Isabel Davenport along with Lexi Pierce both starting for uh, North Georgia. They played Emmanuel today. They'll play Young Harris tomorrow in the Peace Belt Conference. Conference Carolinas 
tip-off tournament to start things off. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also the men will be in action tomorrow and on Sunday here in Dahlonega. They're at the UNG Convocation Center at Lincoln Trail Court. Uh, the Lincoln Trail Arena, they call it there, uh, with the uh, basketball program there at UNG Convocation Center. We'll bring you a game with North Georgia's women a week from Tuesday, by the way, on the 21st of November. Next Tuesday, Joe and I will bring you high school basketball. We've got more high school football tomorrow night. And then next Friday night, right back here, looks like in Dahlonega, to bring you the second round of the Class AAA State football playoffs. And what a season. You think about every time you step off the field, buddy, you're, you're really – making history and that's something special exactly and this group of kids that, that he's got uh, you know they they've only lost only lost a couple of games and as gary mentioned earlier he he used to call their games a pa game on pa form uh when they were all in middle school and, mm-hmm. and uh, they were really good back then i think they only lost like one game in two or three years and so that group has come up together the group now in middle school as we were talking to the ad at halftime or before the game tonight you know that the, they uh, the seventh grade finished second in the Mountain Athletic Conference in, their, in the championship game, the eighth grade won it. The middle school only lost a game this year, so they're progressively staying well. I get this, too. You mentioned about we're talking about Steve Horton is is that both Mr. Kirk has a son playing in the program and also Coach Heath Webb. He'll be back here tomorrow morning. Yes, he will. With his son playing in the playoffs also still. Yeah. He, he's got one because I, and, I'll, and I'll put a plug, put a plug in for my guys with the Mountain Athletic Conference, the MAC League host here uh, tomorrow here at the, the Barrier Grounds at Lincoln Trail Field. What, 9 a.m. kickoff? Yeah, they'll start at 9 o'clock, and they go every two hours. So 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, and 7. They'll, have, they'll start with the 6U and go 6U, 7U, 8U, 9U, 10U, and 11U until they're done. And they'll have it set up and give out the trophies and all that stuff when they're done. A uh, huge game for them tonight. I was actually when I went downstairs before the game, got to see the the new the new director. I do use my air quotes because he's been in recreation a while. My good friend uh, Tim from um, used to be over in Fannie County. Now he's the director here. And I said, "You looking forward to your big long day?" He said, "Well, it's going to be a long day for sure." <laughs> but I think he's got a couple of teams in it. Uh, tomorrow, Lumpkin County does, and the White County does. Union, I think about all the teams do. Yep. Chester T's got a team in it, so good, good. Uh, uh, re- everybody representing tomorrow for the Mountain Athletic Conference for sure. Been fun, that had it. It has been. It's been. It got chilly. I'm a little cool up here now. I know you put your coat on yes. there at halftime, but it's uh, been a good night, a good winning night. Uh, another one for history for the Indians, and hopefully they can continue that next week. Is day two next week here on 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for high school football and Lumpkin County playoff football coming up the next week. Special thanks to Mills Fuel Service and Stringer Insurance for joining us as commercial partners of the broadcast. I'd love to have as many Lumpkin County supporters as possible join us next week here for our broadcast as we'll bring you state playoff action, first time ever, second round for the Lumpkin County. And you know what means? That means sweet 16, Joe. That's awesome. That's next week's a sweet 16. That is awesome. Yeah, that, that's fun to have on the on the front of your T-shirts yes, when you get older, isn't it? Absolutely. Since week 16, that's cool. Good deal. Congratulations to Coach Heath Webb and the Indians tonight. Final score here from Dahlonega. Lumpkin County, 52. Gordon Lee, 6. Stay tuned. At the top of the hour is GNN's Georgia's Friday Night Lights until midnight with all the scores across the state of Georgia and then Join us tomorrow starting at 9.05 with the Saturday morning sports show, then at 1.30 college football, and tomorrow night at 6.05 more high school football on 97.5 Glory FM. For the entire sports team, 
including producer Nathan Laddy back in our studios in Gainesville. For Gary Glenn and for Joe Gailey, I'm Mike Warford. You've been tuned to high school football on 97.5 Glory FM. From Dahlonega, good night, everybody. This has been Friday Night Football in North Georgia. Tonight's game is brought to you by Conditioned Air Systems, NGPG Ortho and Sports Medicine, Duplicating Products, Riverside Pharmacy, EMC Security, Siphon Logistics, and by Autry's Ace Hardware. Join us next week for more great football action on Friday Night Football in North Georgia. This has been a sports presentation of 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ Radio.